What up, y'all? This is the Joker's Gallery right here on the Fago Lovers Network for another edition of Five Piece coming at you right here. Once again, today we got another interesting topic that I've spent the past week listening to tracks from this very release, this pretty much discography of releases from the Forgotten Freshness series. It's going to be the top five tracks from the Forgotten Freshness series. Before we get into the top five, I'm going to introduce the panel. Right here beside me, we got Mike Sears from the Speak It Clout podcast and co-host of UFCD on Studio 17. Yup. Ghost Clout Gallery, motherfucker, you know what it is. Bendable representative. Shout out to them. We in the, we in the building. And right there below, and we got the Larry King of the Underground, Mr. Luke the <laughs> Goon, checking in once again. Yeah, what's good? We're back. Uh, then, we got a spe- then we got a special guest on this episode. Wouldn't it? I've, I've seen him review pretty much every Forgotten Freshness, so I know he's went through the tracks very meticulously. I wanted somebody that was going to put a lot of effort into it, so I hit up the homie DC Fago guy. He's here to join us and count down the top five Forgotten Freshness tracks of all time. What's up with you, man? What's up, guys? Glad to be a part of this. Uh, we had an opportunity to be a part of it before, but uh, work. I'm crazy busy sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, you had a you had a cameo in the in the first or second episode though because it we came, it came up that we were discussing the uh, uh, Jekyll Brothers candle and I was like the only person I know really has got that is DC so I'm gonna see if I can hit him up and get a video and you you schooled a video for us so much props for that. Yep, glad to be a part of it. Thanks for reaching out to me. Yes, sir. Like I said, it's the Forgotten Freshness tracks, and as soon as we started talking about it, I was immediately like. This might be five tracks from Forgotten Freshness 1 and 2, Volumes 1 and 2, because that's <laughs> arguably my favorite release from Psychopathic ever. If you look at it, it's two discs of fire. And especially if you got it back in the day before all those tracks were available elsewhere, whenever I got it in 98, that was pretty much the only place you was getting those tracks. So it was like two new albums. So I, I hold those in pretty high regards. But once I started going through some of the other Forgotten Freshnesses, there's some fire on those, and there's definitely there's definitely some some really good tracks that you got to dig through some some tracks that are just throwaways that shouldn't even be on an album you got to dig through some of that but there are some treasures on those volumes three volume four volume five and volume six so definitely looking forward to getting into the top five what do y'all think about forgotten freshness how do you look at it whenever you think about it uh not a joker's card but that's the first icp album to come out since i've been down because i got down in the summer of 97 so that was the first like album to come out and the first cd i got from icp yeah, like, yeah, me too. Outside the Joker's cards. Yeah. I love Forgotten Freshness, man. Those are the first two. Well, the first volumes. The yeah, volume one, too, because I guess we should just explain it in case people don't know. There was a volume one that has a different track listing. It was just yeah. a one-disc release. It was like a local release. Pretty much had to be in the Detroit area to get a hold of that. But on the national side, they went ahead and released one. Uh, a double disc called volumes one and two and that that'll be the ones we're pulling off of because if you're if you're trying to talk just volume one it's gonna it's gonna throw a lot of people off because <laughs> yeah. pretty much every song's on there still but it's a totally different listing yeah because life at risk of dog beach was on there and shit like that yeah 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 there's, there's always a couple different tracks off of there that you could throw on there and also we kind of discussed it before we got into it we weren't going to put like the hollow wicked tracks on there because they're yeah. their own separate entity There'll probably be a uh, top five Hollow Wicked tracks coming up before too long on Five Piece right here on Fago Lovers Network. But we'll go ahead and get into the top five right now. I'll start it off. I thought it was going to be mostly off volume one and volume two, and this song quickly proved wrong. Off volume three, the Posse on Werner. Insane Clown Posse, ICP. About to take you way back. Way back, that is, to Werner. Me and Shaggy do dope, man, on my way from home In a black bucket hearse with a rusty grill of chrome Picking up the homies, we get them one by one If you ain't psychopathic, rider, boy, you cannot come Everybody's looking, if you're jealous, turn around Fucking with them levers, got us hopping off the ground Getting good grip from the 50 series tires The Alpine's pumping, but I need the volume higher Cause the 808 kick drum make you wanna get some I got a scrotum full of balls, I'll let your girly lick them Every time we roll into Twisted, gotta roll a joint I almost died from inhalation Coming back from Cedar Point Hookers and zombies in every direction Looking for the thing Steady waving for some action The wagon's kinda crowded The whole car was leaning back Jamie trying to keep it steady With the greenie on his lap Rude boy wasn't looking We hit a crackhead Flipping off the windshield The motherfucker's dead Zombie cut in half No kind of regret Insane clown posse ripping up shit Ooh, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 
was the track that as soon as I got Forgotten Freshness 3 and heard that come on, because it was right after uh, another track, Cartoon Nightmares, which is a fire track as well. But then you get Posse on Vern, which is a, a cover of a uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot song. And yep. it's just an it's just an infectious song. It's one of those you put on, on the, in the ride with all the homies when you're smoking and shit. And that shit's going to get four or five plays by the time the night's over with. And that's exactly what it was. So as soon as, as, soon as I listened to that and heard it for the first time in probably six to eight months, I was like, oh, man. And just flash back to all those memories of rolling in the whip with all the homies back in the day and shit and listening to it brand new. So I'll put Posse of Werner at the five spot. Good choice, brother. All right. My five spot. Going to fucking 2001. It's, I believe this is on um one of the pendulums, but nothing but a bitch thing. You ain't never chased this out of no club, bitch. Weak ass Yo, bitch. Yo, you ever chased anybody out of was a gay bar, bitch. Straight out of war, man. Bitch, you a jump sucking so much dick. Your fucking lip smoke with your silly ass pretty boy rap. Me mugging and thugging, sitting on Trey Lab. Pull a cat on my dog, don't pull it tonight. You shake it, stumbling, nervous, fumbling, scared to death. Screaming for help. That shit is fire. They can't correct. Yeah, Eminem is more lyrical than them, all that bullshit, but they dissed the shit out of him, and I loved every minute of it. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I was 15 years old, pissing vinegar, and I seen a uh, Upper Smoke tour, and he had the sex dolls of Jay and Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, fuck this motherfucker. I was pissing. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that joint enough. is fire, you know? Uh, oh, bass yeah. line, that bass line is catchy. Do, yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. It's a really catchy song, which is something that's not typical of like a diss track usually a diss track is somebody going at you super hard the beats like a a fucking boom bap thumper but now this was like a, almost like a dance beat and they're dissing this motherfucker too which <laughs> made it even fresher don't it kind of sound like no vaseline a little bit you know what i'm saying he's like uh sucking these juggalo painted balls bitch oh man fire and the intro the intro with jamie acting like m <laughs> Hey, come get this cop and dick. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jay with the worst Dr. Dre impression of all time. I know. Oh, it's so bad, bro. It's so bad also because it's next to Madrox's slim anus voice, which is so fucking spot on. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> Don't hurt me, Dre. Don't hurt me. Well, like, you know, the hip hop world, they make fun of ICP. They can't rap, blah, blah, blah. But they dissed the fuck out of him. You never heard him too, man. You know, love that track. Hey, no hey, you know, I think that whole beef hurt Eminem because you know Eminem was one of them fucking kids and one of those two thousand kids at the ninety five, ninety six ICP shows. You know that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, of course, was there was a reason he ended up fucking opening for House of Crazies because he was fucking into that scene and he was getting dissed by his legend. So he, yeah. rightfully so, he had to come swinging back. <laughs> <laughs> and hip hop and it, and this and like just to just to give both of them props on that, it always stayed to like pretty much a hip hop thing. Yeah. It was always on wax other than the time the gun got pulled but that was over like that was over like flirting with fucking eminem's wife so it wasn't really like icp things just one of icp's boys was trying to bang his wife <laughs> i always remember that time i don't know why i vividly remember this but where there was a dude that was wearing one of those psychopathic records yeah the, the leathers the fly leathers the and red and black was, joints there was a i think somebody like tried to pistol whip him or he had a gun he dropped it or some shit that's what, I'm, that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah it wasn't loaded he had a gun that wasn't loaded yeah, you just having it to flash around. That's why your gun's not loaded, you pussy. God damn! I love them. So damn shook you. Still, so damn shook you. Almost shot yourself. That's what that line's about. Oh, <laughs> stupid, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. I remember put, bumping that first album, M's first album. What was that? The fucking Marshall Mathers EP or whatever the, the Slim Shitty, whatever the fuck it Slim was. Shitty LP first. Slim Shitty. Yeah, I love that album. And so so I, like, I remember I used to bump that shit, and then when all that beef happened, I was like, "Man, fuck you, bro! What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was riding with the clowns, bro. <laughs> uh, I know. 
that shit was real. Like you could get into a fist fight in 2000, 2001 because you were wearing an ICP or an Eminem shirt. At least, and this is in Owensboro, Kentucky, so I could imagine in like Detroit where it's the fucking epicenter of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've talked about where like I remember when he released that the skit, you know, where he's like on the phone or whatever the fuck. I didn't like that shit. Piss me off, bro. That shit, that shit kind of scared me because I used to wear ICP shirts every day to fucking school. I was an ICP kid. I was like, man, I hope nobody fucking heard that. <laughs> Massachusetts was a clown town back then. There was juggalos all throughout my motherfucking school. So yeah. So yeah. funny, funny story. Before I actually started listening to ICP, my sister would listen to him a lot. And at some point, somebody had that tape that had, I think it was the Marshall Mathers LP, where he was doing the whole oh, say my name. Yeah. 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 Guys. I used to laugh so fucking hard at that skit, and then I realized what it was, and I became a juggalo not long after. I was like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> See, I remember the Up and Smoke Tour DVD, because I yeah, love that I DVD. And, and, like, me, me and my girl at the time, like, we had, and it was this VCR era, so we had figured out the exact amount of time that it took to fucking hold the fucking fast-forward button to, to skip that shit. <laughs> shit. That's funny. All right, I guess uh, my number five is probably the biggest character in the Dark Carnival, both figuratively and literally, Fat Sweaty Betty. Classic ICP. That's Jay in his prime right there, man. Like, uh, yo, came on those original cassettes with Fat Sweaty Betty on it. Yeah, yeah. the yellow cassettes, homemade, um, homemade cover there. They just, yeah. they just found like a, uh, a like fat fetish porn magazine and cut out a fat chick and stuck it to a fucking cardboard tape and took it to Kinkos. <laughs> I mean, that's like what Tunnel of Love is. The Tunnel of Love covers basically that too. Yep, 1990s Photoshop right there. But, but this is also like early on. We've talked about this a couple times where Shaggy verses were rare. And this is also a verse where, uh, or a song where Jay or Shaggy has a verse, a dope verse. I like, I like the part of the song where he just starts naming food. Yeah. At the end, you ready yeah. for a cheeseburger, pizza, pie, yeah. cheesy dinner. <laughs> like that shit is dope as fuck, man. I love it. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. And then they got, of course they had the, uh, the cellulite bubble mix, which is just like you can hear like yeah. bubbles of fat like rippling throughout the song. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's old school ICP just clowning on people, man. Yeah. Like Carnival Carnage Ringmaster air just like clowning. Yeah. Classic. I guess that means I'm up. Yep. I actually had yes, the same I had the exact same one as Joker's Gallery. Mine was actually Posse on Werner. I'm burner, my wheel spins slow Running with a hatchet is the only way to go Some girlies by the carnival was looking for a ride We tried to pick them up, but we had no room inside We put them in the trunk, we put them on the hood Some sat up with the root boy and puffed on his wood Our crew is getting bigger, there's way too many 
freaks The mufflers dragging in the tailpipes weak Now these hoes are getting hungry, monoxide streeting We stopped at Sochi Mocos for some Mexican meeting The restaurant was closed, this hoe was like, damn it She said, go back the other way, we'll stop and eat at Senate Now Senate's the place, it's a little run down But they got the best chili cheesy in town Fago on tap, and he can you choose After midnight, though the place is bad news Dropped a 20 and didn't even miss it This hoe from another crew, she picked it up and kissed it Her boyfriend's tripping and jumping on her case My homie Billy Bill had to bust him in the face He never liked a punk who beats on his girl If you don't have game, then let her leave your world Ain't nothing to discuss, the bitch left with us She fucked everybody, now I heard she live with Russ Boy, I'm running with the hatchet and you walk in with some dudes The psychopathic family is giving you the blues Hate us all you want, cause we don't get upset what made you put it on your list oh same reason as you man when i first heard it it was like you just everywhere you went you rode that rode around in your whip with that fucking yeah straight up yeah yeah, because I mean, even, even the songs like talking about, you know, riding and shit. So it went perfect with just fucking in the whip with the homies and shit. And it came out right in that era when I was spending like 12 hours a day rowing around with fucking juggalos just looking for shit to do. So look, we literally didn't have a uh, CD player in the car because that shit was expensive as fuck back then. If you remember back at those back at those prices. So we just had like a fucking like boom, like a ghetto blaster boom box that we had to go and get fucking four D batteries for that would last like eight hours. And then we were just, then we had to wait till the next day to come up with more money for more batteries to get it to have fucking CD in the car. If not, we had a tape deck and that was it. <laughs> Radio Raheem style. See, I've yet to, to this day, heard the original version of that song too. <laughs> so, I, I found out years later it was a remake. I was like, oh, okay. Whatever. I know this version. <laughs> Shaggy's a huge Sir Mix-a-Lot fan. Like, yeah. They both are, but Shaggy's like a servant of fucking Sir Mix-a-Lot. He loves that fucking dude. Well, every time they mention Sir Mix-a-Lot, he's like, oh, the biggest farce is that he was a one-hit wonder. So Yeah. He's like, he's, he's like, you got eight hits on one fucking CD I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and move it up to the four spot. Once again, another track. Coming off volume three, it'd be the closing track of volume three, Take Me Home. different flow than you ever really heard from icp before it's almost like a like a country rock sounding guitar to it but the, the story they tell is so dope like it they're talking about uh the days in the jeep with the camo top everybody in it drunk as hell bumping merciless amir and awesome dre and shit like like just talking about the old school days and like if you know icp and their stories you know that if you read behind the paint basically you know everything he's talking about right there that that was like shaggy's uh parents fucking jeep that had like a had a camo top they put down because they were embarrassed that they look like rednecks riding around in a camo top jeep <laughs> and just hearing like shit like that and getting the references and the and the chorus is super dope too come on and take me home like jay's good at that jay writes some fucking fire choruses yeah, actually, the first time the first time I heard that song was like maybe a month before I read Behind the Paint. So 
because that was in 2007 when I finally had a full-time job and was starting to like dive into full-on ICP, everything that I had missed out on for five years. That's what a lot of people that came up or are coming up now in like the streaming age don't understand is that you had to fucking work if you wanted to fucking have a discography of a band back in the day and oh, listen yeah. to all of them. You just couldn't mm -hmm. go to Spotify, man. You had to, if it was like ICP, you were dropping fucking $200 on CDs or, t or cassette tapes back in the day to be able to listen to all that shit like you're able to for fucking $9 a month now. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, before the, the, before the internet, before the internet, you'd be like, you, I, I remember going to the store and being like, mutilation mix, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, what, it's not a Joker's card, what the hell? Yeah, and I remember like planning how like you, you couldn't just like go buy them all at once. I was fucking like 16, 17 years old. So like you had to plan like which ones you wanted. Like I loved Riddle Box and fucking Tunnel of Love had the Riddle Box fucking like logo on it. So I was like, well, that one's going to be good. I'll like that one. Then, you know, same with Ringmaster Terrorwiz out. And because there was there was no internet. I didn't have internet to tell me what was good or what the fucking track, what the fucking albums were or anything. You just had to discover them yourself. Yeah. And like the first one, first one I was I bought was literally just because of how the fucking Joker card looked on the front. <laughs> I was like, this one looks the coolest to me. I'm a buy. And See, CDs that? were twenty a pop back then. Yeah, you know, doubles were thirty. Cassettes were eleven forty five over here. Yep. So I, I, I was a tape guy from ninety five to ninety eight. Started getting CDs in ninety eight. That and that's a lot of what limited me and uh, my sister and my other brother who were into ICP. Well, before I got into it, was we never, you know, we didn't have the internet, and it was only ever burnt copies that people that knew my sister loved ICP. They would. They would give her a burnt copy and every so often they'd give us a copy that was like old and scratched up and we were just like <laughs> we fell in love with it but half the fucking songs would skip so yeah, some wax shit. i say i've always said i've been down since 2002 but my like expansion of the jungle world wasn't until 2007. that's when i learned of twisted and lotus because yeah. everything up to then we were limited on because like you guys are saying it wasn't you didn't have spotify and the shit to just get it so easily I mean, it was rare to even see a picture of ICP. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like you wouldn't see a new picture of ICP for six months. I remember like they, you know, they kind of left WC or WWF and, you know, Shaggy still had the dreads and everything. And I remember being at Books a Million and flipping through a fucking High Times magazine. And there's an ad for Jekyll Brothers and it's Shaggy completely bald. First time I ever heard, nobody mentioned it on the internet. There was no, like, you know, I heard he shaved his head or, you know, somebody got a picture of it. Nope. First time you just, you literally, I literally went from thinking of Shaggy 2 Dope as like Malenko era Shaggy to opening that fucking page and he's fucking got no hair at all. <laughs> That's just how I was introduced to that shit. Like, this is just crazy. Like, and it was oh, like yeah. a six months in between. He'd probably been bald for like four months yeah. and just nobody <laughs> had taken a picture of him and put it up on the internet. What you got at your four spot, Mike? Number four, I already talked about with DC and uh, Joker's Gallery, man. Posse on Vernon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Banger, man. Fuck yeah. You know, the way Jay and Shaggy rolled that beat, uh, excellence. Love that track. The original was banging too, but I prefer the, the cover song, man, from The Clowns. Banging shit. I've discovered once ICP does a cover song, they kind of steal the song from the original artist for me. It even happened with Jump Around. Like whenever I hear Jump Around now, yeah. I just sing the ICP lyrics. They like they steal almost every cover they do. I think I like the Ghetto Boys Assassins better, but Assassins. they but they it, did pay fucking homage the right way on that one. Oof. Yeah. All right, I guess my number four is uh, Willie Bubba.
classic. I know, so dope. The the chorus is so uh, so dope, and then the outro was really dope too. Uh, like the the uh, like let's play Willy Bubba, kill the, kill the Willy Bubba. I think they talked about this in the Patreon where this was kind of like, I think they, I, I if I remember correctly, they were saying this was kind of like trying to do another chicken hunting. This yep, kind of their answer to chicken hunting. That's why I didn't get put on an on a Joker's card. They said it's because it seemed like it was too much of an attempt to just put out like something part two of chicken hunting. Yeah, because it was originally slated for Riddlebox, right? Yeah, and it—I don't yeah. think it would have fit on Riddlebox very well. No, instead we got the Slaughterhouse remix, which, in my opinion, is definitely the better of the two. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Willie Bubba, so dope, man. Who kicked Willie Bubba's ass? I did. I did. <laughs> man, they played that at the dope. So they played that at the prom night, and I don't think there was a single person in that crowd not singing along. Yeah, that's fire. And I dug it because they're like, Willie's from Kentucky, and I'm from Kentucky, and I know exactly the person they're talking about. Like, I've got, I went to school with those type of dudes. It's got like, they wear like their fucking work boots to school with like a fucking dirty ass fucking t shirt and a fucking a jaw full of fucking tobacco in their fucking lip and shit. Like, those, those fucking dudes exist for sure. Like, whenever they would sing Willie Bubba, I just picture all the fucking like redneck dudes, like, in the in the future farmer of America club at high school, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that up here in Indiana too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four spot: Cartoon Nightmares. Make sure you don't forget your red pen, cause we gonna need it when you draw the bloody. It's a psychopathic records, baby. Y'all offensive powers. I hijack planes in headphone record label towers. Bah! Drink of choice. I like cutting heads off blood trail through the house Down into the basement where I hollow them out Run lady, I'm on you, don't reach for no bones I'ma cut you up, play voodoo drums with your bones I think the song was fucking just absolutely great. And it, it fits perfectly with the type of style that ICP does. Yeah. And it's just fun to listen along with those. And uh, we, me and what was it? Me and uh, Billy Bill put an arm in Shaggy's trunk. And then you hear Shaggy come back in. There's an arm in my trunk. <laughs> Absolute silly song clowning. Oh, I love it. Walk like an Egyptian. That's just fire. Man. Oh, yeah. That's always dig whenever like one of them like you said brings up a line like that like there's an arm in my trunk and then and then Shaggy like in the next in the next verse like keeps keeps going with the story of it. Mm. They do that pretty well. Then I think ICP said something about going back and doing music videos for old songs, right? Yeah, that would be one that would be great. Have time to animate all of that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fresh. I remember seeing them in the uh, on the 2009 uh, Bang Pow Boom tour, and they played they played Cartoon Nightmares live, and I lost my shit because I'd never seen it live before. Yeah, and I was like, holy yeah, shit! I never, I never thought I'd see this song live, so I started marking the fuck out whenever that came on because I love that track. Go ahead and move it up to my three spot. Speaking of threes, keeping it at Forgotten Freshness, number three for the final track from Forgotten Freshness. It'll check in on my list. Confessions. Father, I confess.
That's a good one. That that almost reminds me of like I don't know like a mental warp or almost like Jay's voice on twelve or something like that, where it's just got that slow haunting voice throughout it. And I, and I love the way that he ends it. Uh, look at them, all the dying masses, and that's why I'm down with the clowns till I'm ashes that's and shit like that. Fine. Like it always it always ends in something being down with the clown. Mm-hmm. Super that's dope. What, what was that recorded like, Michael era? I'm, I would. Guess so. It it sounds more like Riddlebox era to me though. Shit, fucking they, fire. They <laughs> claim they claim they have no idea when they recorded it. That yeah, it was mysteriously found by Mikey Clark. So they they claim to not recall ever recording that. Well, down. And it got that dope voice, like like yeah, like, like said, oh. that fucking that fucking perfect J voice, man, for one of those tracks. And like I said, the way that every verse ends with one of those fucking down with the clown fucking lines ma- makes it fucking just every time I hear that shit, I sing it as loud and proud as a fuck can. <laughs> Why the fuck did I put that on my list, man? God <laughs> shit. We number four? <laughs> yes, three, uh, three. All right, number three, you already mentioned Fast Freddy Betty, man. That's a classic, you know? But it's Shaggy say, come off the dresser with the Yokozuna splash. Some yeah. Shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, man. Supposed to be on Riddle Box. Uh, great song, man. Like I said, the artwork, you know. Simple shit, but, but fucking dope. Fast Woody Betty, that's my number three. One of the rarest pieces of ICP merch there is, is that fucking original Fat Sweaty Betty bubble celluloid mixtape. The one that Jay, I think Jay like sold one in that auction. It was, I think it was, he said it was like his only copy of it. That shirt was dope too. They put out this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Imagine wearing that in 96, whenever they pressed it up or when, 95, 96, whenever they pressed that shirt up originally, imagine wearing that shit around. Right? <laughs> That's a it's, got face. A naked, it's got a naked fat bitch on it. Like that gets you kicked out of shit as quick as fucking the fuck off shirt did. I know. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we're on to what number three now? Yes, sir. Sure. All right. Uh I've got uh, another one off of uh I is this first or second disc? Second disc. So volume two, House of Wonders. So there you are, you're sitting there just kinda chilling. A richie boy, you look a little bit like Dylan, the nine oh two one no This is a song that, like, I'm surprised never made a Joker's card because it's like it's so fucking good that I'm just I, I think it maybe they didn't feel like it it was kind of repeating themselves a little bit, I guess. Well, there you are. <laughs> fucking on. Dylan, a Richie, not a, the not a, a little bit like Dylan, Dylan the 90210 <laughs> bitch with the funny hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so dope. I mean, it would have fit right in, I think, on like something like Beverly Kills, but I don't know when they. I don't know exactly. Malenko well, era. It was '97. Was it okay? Yeah, so I, I believe it was that. slated for Malenko. Yeah. I could be wrong on this, but I think the reason they was... didn't add that was because of House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. two of them that said House, and I guess yeah, House yeah. of Horrors won. So. Was Beverly Hills 90210 even popular in '97, or are they just still killing Dylan for no reason at this point? <laughs> I don't know if it was popular. Yeah, album about it. I know it was still running at that time, but I don't know if it was still popular at the time. <laughs> the funny thing is, I can see Violent J being a huge fan of that show. I know. Taking every chick on there is fucking no, super hot and watching can, every I, episode. Yeah, no, I can see him sitting at home like, fuck these dudes. They're watching it like, fuck that Richie boy. I don't Straight up, because he's in love with he's in love with every chick on the show. He's mad at all the dudes on there. 
Because <laughs> I think it was pretty much Shaggy that was killing all the bitches on the fucking song on Beverly Kills. Uh, <laughs> classic shit. Yeah. Well, my number three spot was I Didn't Mean to Kill Him. track just a great story fucking fun uh this is jeremy i'm not dead they got it (laughs) fucking great song love it don't know why that one never got cut that one should have made it to riddle box yeah they had so many good tracks in that era there's there's like three or four tracks on there on like almost every CD that ended up on a Forgotten Freshness, you're like, why the hell did they not put that on? Oh, because they already have fucking like 17 tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Move it up to the two spot now. The first time that uh, the one I thought would dominate the list is going to check in, it'd be Piggy Pie OG. I drive a Volkswagen bug, 17 deep, packed full of juggalos, lights out, and we creep to the piggy station and lay on the horn. First piggy out, we blow his lungs out of I left that off because I had it on the top five Shaggy, but yeah, yeah. But just just because it, that Shaggy verse in it is the reason I had to put it on the list. It's my it's my go to fucking verse whenever I'm fucking just want to bump out something, fucking get you angry or whatever. And like I've said, whenever we were talking about that on the Shaggy verse, you think about him getting arrested and locked up for a year for driving without a license, and then he writes that fucking song, that fucking verse. It is just that much funnier that he wrote that verse, just being pissed off and shit. It cut his fucking dreadlocks off. <laughs> he comes out and fucking pins a fucking classic about blowing a piggy's lungs out. <laughs> God, with that little funny blinking light, that shit is so hard, man. He kills that. So, number two? Yep. Man, DC just said it, man. I didn't mean to kill him. It's my number two. Little box left over. Banger. Love it. Hell yeah, man. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess my number two. Hey, Vato. Hey, bitch boy. What you doing around here, you little bitch? Don't you know you are a clown girl, bitch boy? Fuck some fuck down. We all got clown love, bitch face. Hey, what's his name? Richie. Richie. You down with the clown, bitchy? You better run your little bitch ass home, you little punk ass bitch. Smell the air that makes you sick. Psycho sick. Psycho sick. In due time, it gets inside your brain. Psycho sick insane. Who's to blame for what they've done? Ain't the one. Ain't the done. I'm the jackass.
that little bit right there, hey Vato, when I get a voicemail, that's what it that's my chime is hey Vato. Hey, you got a voicemail. That's dope. Because that's that's actually my number two pick was hey Vato. So there we go. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Is is that the one that Violent J said in his book that Shaggy never liked that song because it said he's it, Shaggy thinks his lyrics sounds like it says he's too busy like doing things like hanging with his mom. <laughs> Hey, my mom. My might be that or I didn't. Or, um... No, that's uh, isn't that clown love? I think. I remember. I just, I just remember there was there was a reasoning that one of one of those super dope songs was left off of an album. It's because Shaggy thought that his verse sounded like he said "mom" instead of "mob." <laughs> I'm not alone. Yeah, I'm not alone. That's what yeah. I'm that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. It does sound like that though on the on the track when you hear. I always thought before I had lyrics access to lyrics, I always thought that's what it said. Um, that's why I remember that story because I always thought it's that's what it said too. Yeah, <laughs> until yeah, I read the book. I mean, <laughs> like all right, all right. I mean, you know, no hate, Shags. You know, we up to number one already, I guess. Yeah, since DC had the same know. number two. Yeah. Anybody that's watched this show should probably know my number one. It's been number one on a couple of my lists already. It'll be number one once again. Mental warp. song it's i was talking about like confessions like that song because of like the feel of the song and jay's voice and it's almost the same with mental warp it's another one of those songs it's like how did that get left off riddle box imagine putting that song after like ody <laughs> mm -hmm. like it would have fit in so perfectly but they had so many fucking good songs from the riddle box there it just couldn't they just couldn't fit in probably time wise if you remember i think cds could only be what an hour so they Maybe it have been, a, maybe it was time reasons that some of these fucking songs were getting left off because Mental War, man, it's arguably in my top five ICP tracks of all time. And to be left off of a Joker's card just shows you the crazy fucking tracks they were putting out in that era. Yeah. They easily could have dropped that interview track off of Rental Box, maybe even get rid of the Slaughterhouse remix as much as I just said I, that that's the better version. They would have had plenty of room for Mental War because yeah. I think it should have been on the album. It's very dark. Like we always yeah. say. During the end with fucking Oliver Lie, Killing Fields, 12, like right. Oh my God. It would have been perfect. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's why they felt they had enough dark tracks that they just wanted to leave that one off. I don't know. That's what they said on the jam exam when they were yeah, talking yeah. about it. They said that they thought it was too similar to the rest of the end of Riddle oh, Box. Yeah. Which just means that it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's what those other songs are. That's pretty much what they're saying. We had too much awesome to fit on one album. <laughs> Number one, man, already mentioned by Luther Goon. House of Wonders. Y'all took my picks, but it's all good. <laughs> Classic, man. My, it's my favorite unreleased ICP song of all time. I love that song so much. You know? Should have made the Malenko, but didn't. But still, five track. Already really talked about it with Luke, so I'll just end it there. Oh, yeah. You know? Number one track of all time? No, like non like Joker's Card track, like unreleased ICB song. Is that? Oh, right on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, my number one. This is a song that like I think I've snubbed on a bunch of my lists that I've done. 
Um, cause like I started re-listening to it, <clears throat> like, I don't know, a couple months, a few months ago. And I was like, God damn, I fucking love this song. And that's a uh, graveyard. fucking flow on this song is so fucking dope uh like and they bring up like other stuff like shaggy brings up the dead body man and then uh violent j is sleeping in my coffin deep underground wow. found, and then who's this motherfucker knocking on my coffin it's the ringmaster it's like oh shit <laughs> and then at the end i laugh every single time at the fucking end when it's like just the very end where it just keeps going and going and going and it's like you know uh straight from the graveyard and then there's one in the middle where he's just like suck on my nuts bitch and frank nitty and polk kill that shit too man oh yeah man it's so dope but such a dope track oh yeah oh yeah good pick for that one for sure love that song my number one and i'm a little surprised that you guys maybe it's an honorable mention but i went with this one because of the timing of when I listen to it. But my number one is The People. said in 2007 that's when like i was doing research learning everything i could about the juggler world because you know i was so narrow-minded to just the joker cards and one of the cds that i got first was forgot freshness four from best buy and that was the first song i heard and like that feeling of juggle love and like just belonging it still gives me chills to listen to it so that has that had to be number one because that's one of the first like real tracks of just juggalo pride for me mm-hmm. that video is super dope too it's got like pictures that juggalo sent in yep. they put it all throughout the video it's just got jay and shags like re- sitting in like a recording studio recording the song and there's yeah. pictures of juggalos flying up in between that was super dope because yeah. old school juggalo like old old school pictures like all the cars are like cars from the 90s and shit yeah. it's fucking dope that actually what's funny is that music video might be the very first video I ever uploaded to my YouTube channel. And we're talking like nine years ago. It was like, I think it was before Psychopathic even had a fucking YouTube channel because I remember the video wasn't up 
And so I was like, I'll just upload it on my YouTube channel. And then like it only very, very recently got like basically just taken down. And I guess it's because they played it on one of their Patreon live streams. And so it got kicked into that algorithm of like, fuck it. Nope, you got to take it down. But yeah, that actually was on my list. And then I ended up taking it off. So yeah, it was definitely one of my honorable mentions. Mine too. Yeah, I had it on my honorable mentions as well. Like I said, I think the, I think I heard the video. I seen the video first. I don't, was it on a DVD release? Was it on Psychopathic yeah. Video? Right yeah, on. That's probably where I seen it from then. And I remember right. seeing it and marking it out for it just because, like I said, it's got it's just so dope whenever a band shows love to its fans like that. Whenever you don't have to, but you go you do you go that extra mile. That's one of the things that always fucking you know Juggalos always gravitated towards, and ICP always gave love to the fans. It's something like on the uh, Dark Lotus album, whenever they're giving out all the fucking website names. It's another 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 shout out to fucking Juggalos, and I always dug that. Since we're speaking about honorable mentions, I'll go ahead and say, let's see. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven before we started. And one, two, three, four, five got marked out from you all picking some of them. So I'm down to two myself. <laughs> we're talking about how we didn't know if we'd have many honorable mentions. But one other one from uh, volume three that I thought about making my top five was Insane Killers with Vanilla Ice. Yeah. I was I, I was always like. I always thought that Vanilla Ice got too much hate, and it was just cool that the most hated band in the world and the most hated rapper, solo rapper in the world at that time, kind of combined on a track and shit, and they were throwing it in people's faces. They were, they were doing that. They even mentioned that in the song. And then that fucking part, the fucking line about uh, about the uh, st- whenever he's talking about trying to kill Rob Van Winkle, he's like, "Is that a Stanley? Where'd you get that?" And then then Vanilla Ice comes back in the next verse. You damn the answer, Violent J. You damn right, it's a Stanley. I always marked out for that fucking and shit. One, yeah. and one of the illest Wu Tang Clan affiliates. I have a lot of Doc Manny's on there too. So yeah. The uh, other one that didn't get mentioned is uh, the Greatest Show, the unedited version of their oh, WWF yeah. Oddities theme. I, I love, the, I love yeah. the, I love the edited version or the unedited version. Either one. That's one of the first like songs that. Whenever I think of ICP, that's one of the first songs that really connected me to him because I was a huge wrestling fan. And then all of a sudden, I just discovered this band and then just one random night on a Monday because, like I said, you didn't get news back then, so you didn't know ICP was going to be on Raw. I'm just watching Raw. Fucking ICP comes out like with, with a fucking song playing as an entrance. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a jam. I fucked your mom. Love <laughs> that shit. I struggle with listening to the uh, uncut version because my cousin actually had a WWE CD. Yeah, volume three. three. Yeah, and that's where I first heard it. So I listened to that version for many years when I realized that they released a version with the pendulums. And I'm like, okay. So I checked it out and I was like, well, this is different. So I had to (laughs) try to learn it because I was used to the cut version. Oh, yeah. And even their. Another one that was, since all my other ones got mentioned, one I can just think of off the top of my head is the WCW track as well, Take It, the one that Vampiro came out to. It was dope to have that. I think it was on Volume 3 as well. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I think about that song, I just think about the first time that they debuted that on Nitro, the Mayhem CD that that song was on was going to drop the next day. So they let ICP play the entire song. Like They just walked around and like clapped hands with fans and shit while the whole song played. But WCW being WCW forgot to edit out all of Shaggy Two Dope's cussing, so you just hear the unedited version on Nitro of "Take It." That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I could get more WCW than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at mine. Like a lot of the ones that I would have put were ones that we talked about not putting on there. Like Southwest Strangler, but we like talked about Southwest Strangler. It's a dope song. I I, I almost put one of the Christmas songs on here. Cause I really fucking love like Santa's a fat bitch and red Christmas. Those are both. Yeah. Like, I get those songs stuck in my head when it's not Christmas time, <laughs> you know, like Santa. I'll listen, Claus, I'll listen to those when it's not bitch. Christmas time. <laughs> it's yeah, I know it's around Christmas time. It's even better. Cause I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, bro. See that sniper on the building. Listen to my nine go click. Santa's a fat bitch. Bro. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, of course, Dog Beats is one of my favorites, but that was, you know, technically on the fucking Dog Beats record, so I wasn't gonna put that on my top five. I, but like I said back in the day, that was the only way that I was gonna hear that song was volumes one and two. So you gotta think, but that was before Dog Beats was released, to where you could get it 
repress from psychopathic or just listen to it, you know, on YouTube or whatever. So that was the only way I could hear dog beats for like the first 10 years. <laughs> yep. Anybody else got any honorable mentions they want to get in there? Definitely confessions. Definitely the greatest show. You know, old school piggy pie, even though I don't want to put it on there because we talked about Shaggy top five already, but still, um, that's about it at the top of my dome. You know, the people, there's a song that like I don't really like the words to it, but I like the way it sounds. It's Man Cow Made Us, like I don't know why, but I like the way that song sounds and like their flow and shit in it. But obviously, it's about Man Cow, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I always dug about uh, Forgotten Freshnesses was I had watched all those Howard Stern on E! ICP interviews, yeah. and there's one of them where they're talking about that song. Like, whenever he's introduced them, he's like, Howard's talking to Rob, and he's like, man, ICP just made this track about me. It's about, like, me killing a dead bot, killing somebody in Detroit, and them, me and them teaming up, and that's why I, <laughs> why I let them on my radio station so they won't fucking tell my secret or whatever, and he's marking out for it. I never got to hear it until it came out on Forgotten Freshness. Yeah. So literally, like, 15 years. Damn. Uh, the swarm is dope, but I mean, it's just you know, it's just the smog, so <laughs> there's not a whole lot, there's not enough to change that to uh talk about it. I know Luke's got love the dead man walking, hell yeah, bro. The violent <laughs> song, the song <laughs> on volume Walk. six, hell yeah, bro. It's weird, <laughs> it's weird hearing Jay sing it. He kills it though, I like that version, yeah. I know yeah. Uh, the only honorable mention I have that wasn't mentioned, and it's cringy as hell. But it's fun as hell, and I'm all the time when it first came out was singing it all through the fucking apartment, and that is Crayshon's song. Uh, <laughs> it's cringy as fuck, but it's catchy as hell, and I I just love it. I love the clowns in the fucking music video, just strumming their guitars like an old school like '50s band at a, at a prom. Love it. That was one of my uh, unpopular Juggalo opinions. Whenever we did that show, was that I liked the Crayshon song and especially the video. <laughs> <laughs> but just the just the balls it takes for Violent J to make, write a song, record a song, and make a video of a song about fucking another chick as he's got his wife at the time singing backup <laughs> vocals makes that just fucking on some pimp shit that you got to give him some credit for. <laughs> it's just so funny that he did that song even before Crayshon like screwed him over and shit. Like he yeah. had that song like just waiting. Yeah. You know, just in the just wait. Well, he happened. He was like. Pick. He wrote it thinking he was going to be fresh and she was going to like it and shit. And Shaggy started making fun of him for it. <laughs> he, he like lost all of his nerve about it. So he was just going to hide it. Like, <laughs> like Shaggy was making fun of him. Like, don't, don't fucking send her that fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, but then whenever she no showed that fucking video shoot, he's like, fuck it. Let's put that shit out. <laughs> Jay is like has like the least amount of macking skills of anybody I've ever <laughs> known, bro. Uh, I was at Pam Anderson. I was at Pam Anderson. Like like, like that fucking sugar uh, sugar Ray cop blocked him. And like when he was messaging Nova Rockefeller about shit, like oh, let us let us from Cleo, your bitch. Shine is, your, shine yep. is, your shine is so big. Why are you letting Tom take you down? All this shit. It's like, man, sh stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he, I tried to get with. I tried to get with that girl from Letters to Cleo, but she broke her needo. <laughs> He's got to be the thirstiest man I know of. Oh, sure. yeah. And you know, Co-Chamber only got on the Jekyll Brothers tour because they had that bass player. And then then, she, then they showed up and she was out because she was pregnant. Violent J's like, send them motherfuckers home. <laughs> you know what they had to do with them not drawing tickets? <laughs> it's because that fucking fine bitch that was played the bass wasn't there. And he had no interest in the rest of the band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, man, Forgotten Freshness volumes one and two might be my actual favorite single release from Psychopathic. Is you know as classic as all those Joker cards are, or whatever. There's what 24 tracks on fucking volumes one and two. That it's hard to beat that, and all of them are fucking good. Especially like I said, if it, if you, it's the first time you'd heard those tracks, if you if you got it 98, 99, 2000 before the internet era, those were the only way you were hearing those fucking tracks. And that's what made them so fucking fresh. What do you all think about them continuing the series? Do you want to see more going forward? Do you think, you think they've run its course or do you think you, you like to see some more coming out? I think if they ever find, I forget who it was, but they said somebody was like going through their computers and found a whole bunch of old shit. Straight jacket. Yeah. If they get that stuff. Yes. But like, 
to get like the b-sides of like marvelous missing link and shit like that like i'm not interested in <laughs> that kind of stuff like you know they even said on their patreon like when they were getting to the newer stuff they're like this stuff's less interesting because yeah they were even like we're pretty much out of shit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, was, yeah point, say, it, it feels to me like it's running its course but they surprised me with volume six and uh, I still maintain the incredible collectible collection that they released at the 2017 gathering. That that's a forgotten freshness. They just didn't yeah. name it that. Hey, yo, DC, that when they're rocking this shit from like the Shangri La era, right? Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they like, yeah, like yeah, tuxedos. They awarded the music awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That CD's dope. It's got a dope track list. It's pretty much everything that came out from like 2017 era. I think if I remember yeah, correctly, it's that one. Yeah, that no, one. When you look through this, I mean, this is forgotten freshness type shit. And, and even in the book, it goes through like all the tracks and why they, you know, so dope. it looks like a forgotten freshness album. And I don't know why they named it what they did. I mean, it's ugh, corny as hell, but I've always kind of considered this volume six. And then they came out with volume six and I was like, well, I can't do that anymore. This is the forgotten freshness, forgotten freshness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And see, I always thought they didn't put the, I, they didn't call the one that you just showed. I, I always thought they didn't call that Forgotten Freshness because they released it kind of limitedly at the gathering. And I was like, maybe they're saving the Forgotten Freshness for like national releases. But then number six was like a VIP only. So that kind of shot that one all to hell. <laughs> that theory. Yeah, kind of, because they actually did release it at the gathering too. Yeah. Which I was it, happy about because I yeah, that, it. Yeah, they did end up releasing it there because there is really no more national releases. Not like you can go to fucking Best Buy anymore and buy the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, another one was the featuring freshness that was pretty much like almost kind of a forgotten freshness. All that was pretty dope too. It's all songs I'd already heard by the time it came out. But for like, like we said, for people that hadn't heard those songs or didn't have access to like Spotify or whatever, that's a good way to get two CDs of pretty good shit. Like it, it had collabos with like, with like musicians that weren't associated with psychopathic and then that was on one disc and then the other disc had like psychopathic collabs on it which was super dope that's pretty much all i could think of it would be brought up in the forgotten freshness area of things six so far like you said and then another two that you could almost call forgotten freshness that's that's like double what some major bands of all times total discography is like nirvana has four albums <laughs> right ICP has eight albums of rarities and B-sides. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> that shows you what the longevity, though, not, you know, going from 1992 all the way up to present day, stick around that long, you're going to have enough time to put together a pretty impressive list of forgotten freshness stuff. Before we get out of here, I want DC to go ahead and let everybody know, drop his uh, info about his channel, anything he's got going on over there. Yeah, right now I'm trying to get I want to get back to doing reviews. I've kind of fallen behind on a lot of reviews that need to happen. But I'm out there trying to like discover new music. I've been super bad about not branching out. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. We uh, right now I've been doing kind of a weekly bi-weekly show with my wife Meg's Juggalo Talk, YouTube's only Juggalo Talk show that isn't a talk show, but we're all Juggalo, so let's talk. I just interact with the chat, talk about, you know, topics, shit going on in the Juggalo world right now. So that's probably the main me going on with me right now. Like I said, trying to get back into reviews, but, you know, just not grinding as hard as I used to, but trying to keep the grind going, putting out content, not bullshit content that's revolving around drama either. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm sure you'll have some reviews coming out whenever a Yum Yum drops, which is reportedly at Hollow Wicked now, so. Definitely, I know you'll have one. You know you'll have uh, a review for that, yeah. or if uh, you're able to score any uh, any random shit they happen to release at the gathering, yeah, I've, <laughs> you, I've, you end up getting somebody to send it to you. I've, I've seen you do that before as well. Yup, and I'm planning on reaching out to him for the Violent J one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you if you want to see reviews, pretty much any. But, Go to DC's channel. He's got pretty much all of them as far as if you want to see what the album artwork looks like, hear a little clip of the music, shit like that. Probably the best reviews as far as just on the Juggalo land that I've come across. So definitely check that shit out. Yep. Oh, yeah. Until next week, remind you, this is Five Piece. We just rank the top five forgotten freshness cuts of all time. We'll see you next week, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Fago Lovers Network. We out. Peace.